Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life, from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan James and welcome to another session of the Online Business Mastery Accelerator. Today, I'm gonna share with you how you can build your online business so that you can travel the world, have freedom, and set up your business as much as you can so that it can run without you. You know, I've always said that the three biggest reasons really to build an online business is number one, for the lifestyle. Number two is because of the growth of what it makes of you in the process. And then number three is the contribution, the impact that you can make. And of course, one of the biggest and most attractive benefits that an online business can provide is lifestyle, is freedom, the ability for you to travel the world. And I'll share with you some stories of my journey of me building my business and how I've leveraged that and traveled the world. But I thought I'd really dive into this subject today because as many of you guys know, if you follow me on social media, I've been traveling so much the last two years, really. I mean, every year I'm always traveling to several new countries out of the year. Um, I love being a digital nomad and you know, I don't like to be in one place too often. I like to really take advantage of um, the freedom that a business can provide because we live on this incredible planet and I wanna see and experience it as much as I possibly can. And as long as I have my computer, as long as I have my phone, and as long as I have Wi-Fi, I can run and operate my business from anywhere, right? And you can too. In fact, when I was first starting my business, you know, when I was making like a hundred bucks in a month, um, I actually went and I traveled around Southeast Asia for three months. And I didn't have to wait until I built a successful business to do that. I could actually, uh, as I'm traveling, build my business. And I actually found I was able to be so much more productive um, throughout that process. So I'll share with you some stories of that, but also um, because I've been traveling quite a bit for the last two months now, I guess, I just got back, uh, some of you might know, I was in Istanbul, Turkey, I was in Tanzania in Africa on a safari, and then I was uh, just in uh, Kenya to volunteer to build some schools, and then I was just in Dubai, and now I'm here in Los Angeles. And so um, I've been traveling around and taking some time away from my business, and I wanna share with you things that I've learned over the years of being able to do that, that if you wanna take that time away from your business and travel and even have your business run without you, I wanna share with you things that I've learned mistakes and challenges that I've faced along the way to hopefully help you with that. And then if you do wanna travel, there's a lot that I've learned that I can share with you there that can maybe help you get optimized and be more productive and efficient while you travel to, uh, travel as well. I've been to now almost 40 countries 
And uh, right now, especially in travel mode, because um, you know that's one of the reasons why I moved to Panama and built my residency there, is so that I could have that as a hub and then travel the world and actually save a lot of money in taxes. Because uh, you might know that in Panama, there's no taxes on any foreign income. And I have some other offshore and international businesses, such as in Singapore and Canada. But um, that's just kind of some of the perks and benefits that you can have of having an online business. Now, let me share some stories with you first. Um, you know, for me, I remember when I was first building my business and I you know, was trying to figure out how to make money online. I tried many different things. I've shared this story before. Uh, I remember that you know, it really took me about three years to make any money online consistently because I was dabbling a lot. I had a lot of mental beliefs, a lot of fears, a lot of barriers that were keeping me held back from building a business. I was all over the place, but I finally found a way to make some money. And it was through affiliate marketing at the time. And I made, uh, I think one point, a hundred bucks in a month. And I've shared this before. Sometimes when you just make those first dollars, it gives you so much confidence and certainty that this works. Because before then, if you're just brand new to this, or even if you're more advanced watching this right now, you probably know there's that uncertainty, the fear that you have. Is this really real? Is this gonna work? You might have heard other people make money online and do this, but you're not quite sure for yourself. And it's not until you get those first few sales, it really validates this process for you and gives you that confidence. And so for me, I made, I think, about 100 bucks in a month. And um, I had the realization, I thought, said to myself, why don't I go and travel for a few months? And uh, I had a friend that actually went and traveled around Southeast Asia and really inspired me to do that. And I was, you know, I'm really into self-development. I think one of the best ways to grow and develop yourself is by traveling to see different cultures, different parts of the world. And so I actually realized that I could travel around to Southeast Asia, Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, and Vietnam, and I could actually do so in a way where it'd be cheaper to live in those countries than it would be in Vancouver, Canada, which is where I was from. Uh, if you don't know, Vancouver, Canada is actually a very expensive place to live. And uh, I had another business at the time where I was making some money from, not much, uh, but I, was, I had two business partners and um, I worked out with them that I could take that time away and I could still kind of run and operate the business and they could put on the events in Vancouver and I could make a little bit of money from that too. And I also saved a little bit of money as well. Um, but my goal, I remember actually I was traveling to Bangkok, Thailand and uh, I was at a layover in the Beijing airport and I took out my journal and I went by myself, by the way, I didn't have any friends that I traveled with, but I was writing in my journal, I said, I am not gonna leave. I am not coming back to Canada till making $300 in a month. Like I was just so committed to that. And for me making 300 bucks a month, passive income would change my life. You know, it doesn't seem like much, but for me at the time that money that would just be coming in on autopilot, it would um, make a huge difference to my lifestyle, my quality of life. But also I knew that if I could make that amount of money online, that I could scale it up to 500 bucks, a thousand bucks and beyond. And making that hundred bucks a month, that's often the hardest part. You know, it's, it, it, it's actually getting your first sales. But once you have that, like I said, it gives you so much confidence. So I decided, I remember I was in the, the airport in Beijing. That was my goal. I said, you know, I'm gonna work my ass off. I'm gonna do whatever it takes. I'm gonna fully immerse myself in building this online business. And um, I actually also realized that when I was traveling, I could get more done than I typically would back home because back home, I'd have more distractions. I have more responsibilities. I had my friends and my family and people kind of distracting me from time to time. But if I could travel around, I could just be fully immersed and focused on my business. And so, you know, as I was traveling around, I went to Thailand first and 
um, Bangkok, and then I went up to Chiang Mai, and um, I found that you could actually live in some of these places, especially Chiang Mai, for example, which is northern Thailand, for like $1,500 a month. You know, so in you know Vancouver, you can't even get an apartment for $1,500 a month. But you know, for there, the food is cheap, the accommodation is cheap, and there's actually a lot of digital nomads that live in these places too. But um, I remember staying in hostels. I remember staying at little guest houses. Uh, the internet connection, surprisingly, is actually really good there as well. And I remember just working my butt off, man. I was working in my hotel room, in my the, the hostels in some cases. I remember going to the restaurants, and sometimes these restaurants, you know, they have internet connection. You can sit there all day, all evening. You have someone that brings her food to you and everything, and it's like two or three dollars per meal. So it's incredibly inexpensive. But I remember just being so committed and so immersed in building my business that sure enough, I achieved the goal. I ended up making that 300 bucks a month. I traveled to Thailand, I traveled to, um, to Laos, to Vietnam, to Cambodia, then back down to Thailand to visit the different islands and everything. And uh, I actually did a video on my YouTube channel. This is before I even had my YouTube channel, but when I was in Thailand a few years ago, I shared the coffee shop that I was working at when I achieved that goal of making 300 bucks. Um, so for me, that was such a powerful experience because I really got to experience the benefits that an online business could provide, but also it allowed me to build my business in ways that I probably wouldn't have been able to be that productive or efficient if I was back at home. And I was also able to save money as well, which is great. And it motivated and inspired me to, to really continue the process of building my business so that I could travel more and I could have more of that freedom. So that was a powerful experience for me. Um, I had many other experiences after that where I've also traveled. Um, you know, even in fact, in 2012, when I was building Project Life Mastery, I decided I was going to go and travel to uh, South America. And that was the very first time I went to Panama. And then from Panama, I went to, um, to, to, to Peru, Machu Picchu, and Lima, Peru. And then I went to um, uh, Colombia, you know, Cartagena, Medellin, Bogota. I went to Ecuador, to Quito, as well as Galapagos Islands, and I just kind of traveled around that area while I was doing that. And actually, the story of that time was actually a bit interesting because the day that I was leaving to go and travel, my business was actually doing really well at that point, but um, I was really dependent on Google for search engine optimization, ranking my websites and the search engines, and then Google made some changes and it wiped out my business the day that I was going to leave to travel for, for three months. and so. That lit a fire in my ass where I also had to access a mode, a level of myself, a level of intensity and passion that I've had to utilize a few times in my life where I just go into that mode of doing whatever it takes. And I'm sure you maybe been there before yourself where you get into that whatever it takes mode, but I had to do that and that was, ended up being a huge blessing for me because it led me to some new directions in my business and my life that I'm grateful for. But uh, since then, guys, I've, I've traveled many, many months out of the year, and it's it's really incredible. And um, a lot of the times when I do travel, I do work, but there's also other times where I've been able to set up my business in a way that it can run without me, where I don't have to be that involved in the day-to-day -day operations of it. And there's a lot that I've learned there that I want to share with you because I think that should be the goal of everybody that's watching this. Uh, you don't want to have a business where you're just trading your time for money. Because if you're always trading your time for money, you don't really have a business. You're self-employed, right? And um, you know, you're employed to yourself and your business will always be dependent on you. Instead, if you can think about how you can structure and set up your business where it doesn't fully depend on you and it can continue making money if you decide to take a week off, a month off, two months off, six months off, 
that's the ultimate position to be in. Um, you know, one thing that I've heard and I agree with it is that every business should have an exit plan, an exit strategy. Not that you would sell your business, I'm not saying that you would, but you should always kind of go into business thinking about maybe one day you might want to sell it. Um, again, not to say that you would, but by thinking and going into it with that mentality, you're going to set up your business in a way where it's not fully dependent on you and it can provide some freedom for you. So you want to think about how you can structure your business, set it up that it can run and be automated. And one thing I've learned about business too is that sometimes when you first start your business, you're building it around your passion, something that you love, something you're excited for. Um, but one thing that you've got to understand is that when you're in business, maybe at first you're excited for it, but then over time you might lose some of that passion. You might not be as interested in this niche or this topic or this type of, type of business as you once were before. Because we all change, we all evolve. Our values, our beliefs, our interests, our passions change. You know, For me, I remember when I wanted to be a dating coach and that was my passion, I loved it, after I did that for maybe four or five years, I wasn't as passionate about it and I wanted to transition into something else. When I was doing publishing books on Amazon, you know, at first I was excited and I loved it, but then after a few years of it, I kind of lost some of that passion and wanted to do something else. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's totally natural how we, you know, we change and we grow and evolve at different times. But that's also why it's important to make sure that you never know, you might want to sell your business one day. Who knows? five or 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years from now, right? So much can change and at least then if you build your business in that way, then it becomes an asset that you can potentially sell. Now for me with my business, uh, I do my business because I love it, it's my passion. I don't ever plan on selling it one day, but again, I never know. Maybe, maybe there's other opportunities or other gifts or interests or passions that I might have later down the road. But again, I still think about, and that's why I built my business not just around myself, you know, Stephen James, but I built a brand called Project Life Mastery because that's an asset that I can build and remove myself from if I wanted to, where I could have other coaches, other influencers, other content creators under that brand, and it's not fully dependent on me. Now, I wanna talk a little bit about this. I got a few notes here that I wanna share. I think it's important to understand there's different types of businesses that are easier to automate than others, okay? Uh, so for example, an Amazon business, whether it's physical products or publishing books, one reason why a lot of people are attracted to that kind of business is because um, you can set it up in a way where it doesn't involve you on the day-to-day -day operations. So for example, you launch your products on Amazon, your books, your physical products, Amazon does a lot for you, but um, you can, for example, remove yourself from it by having, excuse me, by having Amazon do a lot of the stuff for you, right? So Amazon consistently brings in the sales, you set up different marketing channels for you, and then also you can hire someone to do your customer support or just kind of take over some of these day-to-day these -day tasks um, to remove yourself from and then you have a business that is fairly passive and that can run without you. Um, same thing with publishing books. Um, now other businesses on the other hand, like for example, if you're a content creator like myself, where you've got a YouTube channel, a podcast, social media, Etc. that's a little bit more challenging to remove yourself from because your business is very much dependent on you or if you're putting on events or doing coaching. Now, I have always said, you know, the, the reason why you create content or the reason why you coach or put on events or do those things, even though you're trading your time for money in some cases or it involves you, you're doing it because it's your passion, you love it. That if you just set up your business 
and you don't do anything, then most often you get bored and you're missing that sense of contribution, that sense of growth, that sense of meaning and fulfillment that you get that a business like this can provide. But the ultimate position to be in is where you don't have to work. You're not working because you have to, you're working because you choose to. It's your choice. And for me, I've got other businesses and other income streams that I have set up that are passive so that I don't need to create my content. I don't need to do this as much because I'm taken care of with these other businesses but this is something that I do not just for the money or for the freedom. I'm doing it and sacrificing and giving myself because I have a larger cause and a larger mission in my life. So there's a different reason why you do that. But regardless of that, even with my personal brand and the content, my YouTube channel and things like this, I'm still able to take a significant amount of time off. And it's because I've set up systems, I've automated certain things, I've leveraged things, and I'll go into a little bit of that as well. Now, another thing I'm gonna to mention too, I've mentioned this before, when it comes to an online business, I've never really believed in 100% passive income, okay? 100% passive business does not really exist with a business because, you know, if you just, you know, do, you know, set up your business in a way on Amazon or whatever it is, and you have your products up there, and they're consistently bringing in money every day, every week, every month, that's great, but is that gonna be sustainable long-term? From my experience, the answer is no, because anything that's not growing is dying. If you're not proactively building your business and growing it and innovating and finding new ways to meet your customers' needs and make your products better, your content better, your support better, your marketing better, all of that better, then what's gonna most often happen is your, your income and your business will slowly decline. Okay, so again, anything that's not growing is dying. Now, you can get away with it for a few months, Right? Most often when you set up your business in a certain way, it's mostly maintaining your business but not really growing your business. So it's important to understand and also to understand that business is something that's always changing because our businesses are very much dependent on, on other platforms on the internet. So for example, you might be dependent on Amazon. You might be dependent on Shopify. You might be dependent on Google. You might be dependent on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram. These are all different tools and platforms that we use in our business. The, it's great that they provide this for us, right? That's amazing, that opportunity that's available, but the challenge that comes with it is that you're dependent on them and when they make changes, which they will, because they're trying to grow, they're trying to innovate, they're trying to get better, when they make changes, it can affect your business, right? And when it affects your business, if you don't adapt to those changes, then you're gonna get left behind. So. So with the world of business, because it's always growing and evolving and changing, the internet's changing, technology is changing, if you're not involved in that growth, then your business will never be passive. You know, you always have to be involved with it or you need to have executives, ownership, leaders, managers, people that are in a position to actually focus on growing your business, which is a different level to get to, okay? So that's why for me, I've always shared this, maybe I'll do this, another training in the future, I've always looked at business as something where I try to make as much money as I can in the short term in a matter of years. I do grow it, I do evolve it, I do make it better, but who knows how the internet's gonna be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, right? There's so much that can change. And so that's why I make the money in, as cash flow in my business and I use that and I invest it in other investment vehicles such as stocks and real estate and other things like that that don't really change as much as the world of an online business does, okay? So being diversified is incredibly important and valuable, but I wanna have that caveat there because 
if you just think and go into the, this with the mindset of like, hey, I'm just gonna make a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks a month passive with my business and then I'm gonna retire and do nothing, it doesn't really work that way. You know, it's just, it can work for a few months or maybe even a few years, but at a certain point, you know, if you're not involved actively in building your business and growing it, that income will slowly decline. Okay, so I want you to be aware of that because I think that's a fallacy that a lot of people fall into, which is like an online business is like a 100% passive type of thing and it's, it's really not, okay? Um, okay, so I recently took a lot of time off as I shared with you traveling. I was volunteering in Kenya, building schools, and I was in Tanzania on a safari. Before that, I was in um, uh, South America, in Argentina, and Chile, and Bolivia, and traveling all over, okay? And I wanna share some things that I've learned that have allowed me to remove myself from aspects of my business. And it's a process, it does not happen overnight. If you're maybe just getting started right now with your business, that's okay. You wanna think about this for now. You wanna think about this in advance to slowly set up your business in these ways and to help you, to help you get to that point eventually. So um, here's a few things that I've learned. Number one is you gotta find where is your business dependent on you, okay? Where is the chokehold of your business? Where is the bottleneck, okay? And sometimes you don't really know where that is until you actually take a little bit of time away from your business. And so, you know, for me, for example, whenever I take time away from my business for a week, let's say, I often look to see, okay, during that week, where were, what were the aspects of my business that prevented it from being able to run without me or prevented my business from growing, okay? And I'm always trying to be aware of that, okay? So for you, maybe, for example, um, the time that you spend in your business, a majority of it is doing customer support. That if you remove yourself, that if you stop doing that, then it's gonna have a negative effect on your business. So you know, okay, customer support, that's something that's dependent on me. That's not good. You know, I gotta figure out and think about how can I remove myself from that process? Or maybe it's your social media. You know, that if you don't post your social media for a week or two weeks or a month, then the business will suffer. If you know that, then you gotta think, okay, what can I do that I can still make sure the social media is taken care of, that if I take a week off, two weeks off, or a month off, that that part of the business does not suffer. Because if you remove yourself from a month from the business, you're not doing your social media, maybe your business is gonna drop in sales and income, you don't want that to happen. You want your business at least to maintain itself while it's away. So you gotta really look at what are the parts of the business that are dependent on you, and for me, one of the ways that I've often done that is I journal and I write down all the actions and activities that I do in a day or in a week in my business. So I've had many experiments and times where I've done this where I have a journal with me next to my computer as I work. Every time I do anything for my business, whether it's an email, whether it's a post, content, uh, whether it's uh, managing someone on my team, whether it's research, whether it's making phone calls, whatever that is, I write that down in my journal and I build awareness of all the different activities that I'm doing in my business, okay? Having that awareness is incredibly valuable because when you have that list of all the things that you're doing, then you can start to think about, okay, how can I remove myself from this? How can I get someone to do this for me? Or how can I get technology to do this for me instead? Or maybe I'm doing things in my business that aren't even helping the business, right? That's a big realization that you have when you do this. I'm like, man, I spent, because I also write down what I did and how long it took me to do it. Sometimes I'm like, man, I spent two hours doing this. It didn't contribute anything to my business. What am I doing there? I'm wasting my time on things that aren't really making an impact. They're not moving the needle. You gotta make sure that you don't mistake activity with achievement. 
you can be active on social media, whatever, but it might doesn't mean that it's growing the business or make you know really making you much more money. So you've got to be aware of that. I think that's a really important thing. And then, like I said, try to figure out what are the things you're doing that you can remove yourself from and get other people to do for you instead or leverage technology. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So first, whenever I look at automating a business or anything I do, I first and foremost try to look at how can I leverage technology to do this for me instead. Technology is always the best bet because it doesn't require you managing someone to do it. So for example, one of the technologies that we use in our business is an email service provider, ESP, right? Something like Aweber or ActiveCampaign that gives you the ability to send an email broadcast to your email list as well as build your email list. Now, that's an amazing form of technology because when you build your email list, that's all happening automatically. It's all passive, okay? People are consuming content, they're clicking on ads, they're, you know, they're going to your funnels, they put in their name and email, and then you can automatically set it up through, through Aweber, for example, where you have a series of emails that go out to people that subscribe. So you can pre-write, pre-write all those emails in advance and you can have a 30-day, a 60-day, a 90-day autoresponder that is all passive. So they're getting communication with you, you're sending them emails, content, and you don't have to be there. And so as long as that continues to run, you're, that's, that's a way that you've now automated a process that doesn't require your time and it's gonna continue, excuse me, to maintain your business and make you money. So that's something that I look to always set up. How can I set up my email autoresponder series or how can I set up my funnels or how can I create a lot of content that once you create the content, it takes your time initially to create it but then once it's there, it doesn't require your maintenance thereafter and it just continues to bring in traffic and sales and business for you and you know, for me and my business, I've got 
thousands of videos, over a thousand videos actually on YouTube and thousands more through my courses and whatnot, but I've set up these courses, I've set up these videos, I've set up blog posts, I've set up affiliate links and all these funnels, all these autoresponders that as I'm doing a video like this for you right now, there's thousands of people consuming my content, there's thousands of people clicking on my emails and buying things and it's all automated, right? That's the, the coolest thing that your business can provide for you. So technology number one, Always look for technology, um, uh, whether it's, again, uh, funnel services, there's, there's other services out there that can automate things for you too. So for example, I just found out this the other day, uh, I use Stripe uh, for a lot of my payment processing. And for some of my courses and products, we have a um, like a monthly payment plan, right? A lot of you guys are monthly payment plan. And sometimes when you have customers on a monthly payment plan, there's payments that fail Right, whether their credit card is maxed out and the payment doesn't go through, or sometimes for whatever reason, you know, the card doesn't process it. Sometimes people their credit card numbers change because their credit card expires. They got to get a new credit card. Anyways, and that for me before it was actually a manual process that every time that happened, I had to have my customer support team or myself reach out to the customers. Hey, your credit card failed. Um, you know, if you want to continue being a member, we got to make sure we collect the payment from you, right? Or your credit card expired, we need new the credit new credit card on file. So I actually discovered though there is a software called Stunning. I think it's called Stunning.co that automates the process for you. How cool is that? And you just pay them a monthly fee, but they follow up with people. They they handle all of that for you. So. There's always new softwares and technologies available. You, sometimes you gotta find out what those are. I share a lot of resources that I use inside this course for you guys in the resource section, but I always try to find those and think about those because that's gonna make a huge difference. If I can't automate it with technology, then I look to hire someone that can do it for me. So um, I often look to hire virtual assistants inexpensively in the Philippines that can often uh, they can implement or execute on some sort of task that I have. And I always at first try to outsource things that are more recurring tasks. So for, you know, for th certain activities or tasks in my business that happen every day or every week or every month, but they're recurring. It's the same thing every single time. And when it's something like that, I always try to create a system for it, okay? A system that a virtual assistant or someone can just go through that, the steps of the system and consistently do that, and it produces that consistent result, okay? Um, so to create a system, I create what is known as an SOP, which is a standard operating procedure, and I write down all the steps that are involved for someone to actually execute and do whatever that action or that activity is, okay? Sometimes I create a video that I provide where I walk them through the steps exactly how to do it, and I have them do the, do the process, and I improve the process constantly. So if something's not working properly or errors or issues that come up, I'm trying to improve that, that SOP, that system, so that it can consistently be done without me. So that's incredibly important, um, is creating those SOPs, creating those systems in place, and, and removing yourself from them as much as you possibly can. So I always look and always try to do that. If I can't use technology, it's building the team of people that can do that for me. Um, that's essentially what I did. I, I created some services maybe a year or two ago where um, we, you know, we'll set up someone's website for them, we'll set up their funnels, we'll integrate things for them. And I created some of those services because I know that a lot of people needed help with how to do that. And I realized that I can hire, I can hire some assistants worldwide 
that can do that for my customers and my clients. And the process is simple. Like once I break down all the steps and how to do it once, then they can just do that again and again and again and again. And now I've got a process, a service that I can provide for other people that's automated, okay? So that's another example of that, but I'm always looking to automate and systematize as much as I possibly can. I'll give you guys a few resources for this. Uh, I mean, a great book that kind of introduces the concept of virtual assistants and automating your business and lifestyle is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. If you haven't read that book yet, highly recommend it. Changed my life many years ago. Okay, so The 4-Hour Workweek. Another one is called Work the System by Sam Carpenter. It's all about creating systems. Another great one that I read maybe a year ago was called Clockwork. Clockwork, okay, that will teach you how to also automate your business. And then also what I use for my SOPs typically is just a, a, Google, a Google Doc. Uh, so I set up like a Google Doc and I can share that doc with different people on my team. And then I record videos by either using something called Jing, okay, J-I-N-G. Is actually from screencast.com. It's basically you install it on your computer and you can record these short videos and then they automatically upload to Screencast and then you share the link to that video. So it's an easy way you can create um, videos of your screen, like a screen capture video, and just send it to someone real quick. Um, but I also now use something called Loom, L O O M. It's a Google Chrome extension for your browser. And I can also easily record screen capture videos on my browser and then you know, automatically uploads and I send that link to someone. So I use those a lot. Once I create a video to show how to do something, I can just send it to someone and they handle, they do that for me. So those technologies are really great for you to be able to create some of those systems, okay? Um, a few things I wanna share with you as well is, like for example, what I recently did because I traveled quite a bit in my business with me being the content creator, I can't remove myself completely from that unless I bring in other content creators. So in those cases, what I do is I usually spend a few days to record a lot of videos in advance. Videos I can put up on YouTube, videos that my team can take and put up on Instagram or other social media platforms. But I'll just maybe spend a few days or maybe a week. I take out my camera, I just create tons and tons of content, tons of videos, and then I assign, I put all those videos, the files up in Dropbox, and then I assign all the instructions to the different people on my team to get all the videos ready, to edit them. Here's the title for the video. Here's the date that you release the video. And I've organized everything well out in advance. So if I'm gonna take a month off, then I know that I need a month's worth of videos all prepared, all you know, lined up for my team to release on those certain days. So that way I can go and travel or I can take that time off and I still have videos being released and content that's being put out there, okay? So that just requires you being proactive and really thinking ahead and trying to organize and structure things uh, the best way that you can. So I always do that and I always just think about, okay, if I'm gonna be away for this amount of time, what needs to happen? What needs to be done during this time? So another thing that I do is I actually create a doc for my team that you know, I just did one as like, what you know, when Stefan's away, here's the things you gotta look at or take over or be aware of or emergencies that come up or whatever it is. But I, I give clear instructions and, and things for my team to do or work on or be aware of while I'm away so that I can have that peace of mind. And they still have direction and things that they can do and that, that they can work on so that they can run the business while I'm gone. Okay, so that's another really important thing is just setting up your team and having that good communication. 
Uh, another thing that I think is really useful too, and I've done this many times, is that every time you take away time away from your business, okay, and maybe at first you start small, you start with a few days or a week, okay, whenever I do that, I'm always excited to see what did not work out successfully. Like what were the parts of the business that um, I didn't do a good enough job automating, maybe there's some fires that came up that need to you know, get put out or issues that came up. And by coming back in and just kind of doing a small test period of being away from it, you really start to see, okay, this is what I need to do to actually prepare for the next time that I take a week off or two weeks off. So I'm always using those as learning opportunities. I'm always looking to see what is not running smoothly, what's, what still is dependent on me, or what issues came up, okay? Because I wanna, again, set things up and learn from every time I take time away from my business so that those things, those issues don't come up again in the future. So that's another thing that I'm always trying to do is, is learn from every experience. And, and trust me, you'll have many experiences where you do take time away and issues come up. That's just the nature of business. I remember one time I was in Mexico and my, my website went down. You know, and I was on my vacation. I was like, shit, I gotta, you know, log into my computer. I'm trying to work with these developers and hire someone to help get my website fixed because every day that my website would be down, I'd be losing a significant amount of money. So things like that do happen, of course, but those become opportunities. Okay, why did this happen? What can I do next time to prevent this from happening? that you know, I wanna make sure my vacation's not disturbed if my website goes down or this issue happens, okay? So that's why you learn from them every single time that that happens. Now, I think another thing that I've learned that held me back and, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs can uh, relate to was the biggest challenge actually is mentally when you take time away from your business. See, we all have this fear that by taking a week off or two weeks or a month off from your business, we have these irrational fears where we believe that everything's gonna go away. All the work that we put in, all the, the money that we've made, all the systems we set up, all of that is gonna go get broken or something's gonna to happen to my business or I'm gonna lose money. And, you know, and there's all the, a lot of those fears that can come up for you that really hold you back. And I know for me, I had a lot of anxiety at first when I was traveling because I was always worried that, oh my God, what if this happens or what if that happens or, whatever it is, and I was just always so addicted to having to check my email every day just in case something like that would happen. So I think the biggest challenge you'll have is mentally and, and learning how to surrender and release control of things. And I know that's a big challenge that a lot of people have even hiring other people and giving them responsibility is because you don't wanna give up that control. You know, you don't want them to make mistakes or to cost you money or, or something that could happen. And you know, as long as you don't, as long as you're always trying to control things, you'll never be able to really grow or scale your business because at a certain point, you have to trust other people to do things for you so that you can remove yourself and focus on the other aspects of the business anyways. So that is probably one of the biggest challenges and I've learned that it's a process as well, that there's times where you know, I just slowly take time off and then I get back into work and I realize everything was okay. You know, My worst fears never happened. And then I take another week off and then, you know, I come back and I'm like, wow, you know, everything is okay. It's not as scary as I thought. And then I take two weeks off and then I take a month off, right? And so there's a bit of that process that you have to go through to give the confidence in your business and, and, and to mature your business to a point where you're able to do that. Um, another thing that I often do when I travel is I have like a vacation responder on my email address. And so I actually first let people know that I'm gonna be away 
That way they don't bug me and whatnot when I'm away. Um, but I let my team know, I let some of my customers sometimes know, or I let my family and my friends know. And so that way I can have a bit of peace of mind when I travel as well and people know that, they're aware of that. And that way also if they email or message me and they don't get a response right away, then they know why. Okay, they know why, it's because I'm taking time away. But setting up a vacation autoresponder is great because then um, you know, when someone sends you an email, you automat it automatically responds back and lets them know that you're away. You won't be able to respond until this day. And so if there's things that, that people do need from you, then they know, okay, I, this person's away, so I need to maybe get the answer somehow else. Um, but I also typically put in that email that if, if it's an emergency, if you need this or that, then here's how you can reach me or here's how you can reach someone else on my team. And so that way, you know, someone on my team or someone else, um, if, if that person, it, it is an urgent thing, then they can reach out to that person. But I still try to make myself available if it's an emergency. Um, you know, if they're, you know, my website crashes or something like that, then there's still a way to reach me with that. But for the most part, not unless it is an emergency, then I let people know I don't want to be disturbed when I travel. Um, <laughs> I'd also say, you know, an important thing is just making sure you don't neglect things too long in your business. Like I said, because you, you, sometimes you get carried away in traveling and you, you know, have this freedom, right? But you neglect certain things and your business suffers. So I've been there before too. You just really gotta be aware of that. And um, another thing that I've learned too is that, you know, we there's different seasons of life, right? Just how there's different seasons of nature. There's different seasons sometimes where you're gonna really focus on your business and you're really gonna be in that work mode and focus on a project or something you're really passionate about. But there's other seasons where, you know, you might wanna, enjoy the work that you put in. And uh, I've noticed that at different times in my business where there's times or cycles where I'm really focused and then there's times where you know I put in a lot of work, I really crushed this project and now it's time just to kind of celebrate and take my foot off the gas a little bit, maintain things or have a bit more freedom, a little bit more fun. And so that's one thing that I've learned too that you might be aware of the more that you're in business that you might go through some of those different cycles and that's okay, right? Because you know that you know, when you want to put your foot on the gas again, you can absolutely do that. Now, a few other things I want to share is uh, before we dive into the questions that you guys have. Usually when I travel, I try to um, rent and stay in Airbnbs. Uh, I love Airbnb because um, you can kind of like live in someone's home and have a kitchen and have, you know, certain things that you might not get at a hotel. Um, so Airbnbs are great. Um, for me, usually when I book an Airbnb, the biggest thing you're gonna find when you travel and you're trying to run your business is the Wi-Fi. So internet connection for me is always a must. And especially for me, for my type of business, if I'm still creating content and doing streams like this, then the internet has to be sufficient enough that I can upload or that I can live stream. And I've had many experiences where I travel to places and the internet sucks. And sometimes when they say the internet's good and it's not good at all, right? So. I've learned from my experience that whenever I stayed in Airbnb, I always ask them what's the internet speed? And specifically, I need to know what the download speed is and the upload speed. Upload speed is really important for me because that's what allows me to upload videos and to upload and do live streams. So one, one of the countries I actually had the biggest challenges with traveling to was Australia. Australia, for whatever reason, has some of the slowest internet speeds I've ever seen. Um, I've been all over the world and Australia was horrible. And I remember one time I had some streams that I had to do and videos to upload and it just took hours and hours, and in some case like over a day to upload a YouTube video. 
Uh, I remember trying to go to different coffee shops and co-working spaces and you know, different Airbnbs that I had to move to and everything, and that was a huge hassle. So I learned the hard way. I got to know what the speeds are. And in that case, I just ask, I ask the, the host of the Airbnb, I got to know what the speed is. And often if, you know, the upload speed is at least five megabytes per second, then that, that's good enough to do live streams and everything. So that's a, a really important thing that I always look for. Uh, for me, based on my lifestyle, I always like to find a place that has a gym or a gym nearby. Okay, so I always do research based on that, as well as some health food stores, because when I travel, I still like to maintain my health, you know, exercising, whatnot. Um, so that's always important for me. Uh, usually the place I stay has to have good lighting as well, because I like to film videos as well. And sometimes if there's not good lighting, there's not windows or things like that, it's very challenging to film YouTube videos. So there are certain requirements like that that I always look for, okay, that I just always try to make sure that I have wherever I'm staying, just so that I can be as optimized as possible. And one tip that I'd have for you is hire a virtual assistant that will do this research for you. So I have an assistant that I've worked with for years now, but whenever I travel somewhere, she already does all the research for me. She provides for me a few different Airbnb options. She does research, she finds the gyms and all that nearby. Uh, she gives me data and information on each of the different areas that I'll stay to or every country that I go to. She gives me a list. So I, I don't have to research everything because sometimes when you travel, it can take several hours just to research and find everything that you want to know for it. So she helps me with that and you can hire a virtual assistant easily that can help you with that as well. Now there are portable devices that you can also travel with. Um, I haven't done this yet, but it's something that we're looking into um, that can give you Wi-Fi. So for example, one of them is called Skyroam. Let me see if I can pull it up. So Sky, Skyroam is like a hotspot. So it's a hotspot you can take with you and you can have internet access. You can buy them or rent them. Uh, so that's something that I'm probably gonna use in my travels moving forward. Um, you know, just for example, when I was in Kenya, we're out in the middle of nowhere, we had no Wi-Fi during that time. So it was a little bit challenging, but uh, by having a hotspot, sometimes you can get some access that in case you gotta check in on emails or whatever it is, it's, it's a good enough internet connection for you to be able to do that. Um, so that's another really important thing that I do as well. Um, and for me, when I travel, usually I try to set it up where I'm in a location for a period of time where I can get work done, but then also have like a day or two off where I can go and, you know, see the area that I'm in and do fun things, tourist activities, or I set it up where I work during the day and then I, you know, do some fun things in the evening time or I do my work in the evening time and then the day I do some fun, you know, activities and everything. So I'm still able to create a schedule when I travel, but I think one of the more challenging parts traveling for me is when you travel to so many locations in a short period of time, because then, you know, you, you know every lo new location you go to, if you're only there for a few days, you're spending a bit of your time unpacking, getting settled in, learning the area and everything, and then, you know, seeing what you wanna see, but then before you know it, you've gotta pack up again, go to the airport to go to the next place. And so it's very challenging to be productive and efficient when you're trying to cram in a lot of different places in a short period of time. So for me, usually I try to spend a week in a certain place, because a week is enough time that I can learn the area, go to the gym, go, go to the health food stores, do fun activities, but also still get work done before moving on to the next place. Ideally, I like it actually when you spend like a month in a place because then you can really get dialed in, you can really get into a routine and be a lot more productive as well. So that's another thing that I do a lot. Um, but with that being said, you know, that's, that's a lot of things that I've 
learn that can hopefully help you but also inspire you for it. And I would say that if you are gonna take this on, if I were to give you an assignment, and this is probably something that everyone should do, is set a date in the future. Okay, set a date. Maybe it's six months from now or maybe it's a year from now. But set a date where you're gonna take at least a week off in your business. Okay, at least a week off. It could be two weeks, it could be a month. I recommend starting small at first, but set that date because when you set that date, you're gonna start thinking about what you need to do now to prepare your business so that when you do take that week off, your business will run and, and, and not just survive, but also thrive when you're away. So for me, that's one thing I always do. I set those dates. This is where I'm gonna take a week off or two weeks or I'm gonna travel. And it gets my mind thinking, okay, what do I need to do? Who do I need to get set up with? Who, you know, what systems, who do I have to train in my business? What are all the things that could go wrong, right? Because sometimes it's helpful to think of the worst and plan to prepare for that. What are all the things that can go wrong that I can make sure I mitigate that and I protect myself as much as possible and I have contingency plans that if this goes wrong or that goes wrong, then here's the protocol on how to deal with that, okay? And like I said, you're gonna learn as you go through this process, but having that date, I'd recommend, you know, that would be a great assignment for any of you Set that date, even if it's a year from now, set that date for your business and uh, set it as a goal, just like the other goals that you have for your business as well. And then start thinking about what you gotta do to, to make sure that it can run without you. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.